Independent retail business can mean so many things these days. A brick and mortar store, an e-commerce business, a maker's online shop, a booth at an antique mall, and more. No matter which category you're in, Kathy Cruz, a fellow retail business owner and retail educator, will teach you how to market and manage your business efficiently so you can spend time doing other things you love. Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Podcast. Welcome to episode 96 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. Retail success is subjective. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. My intention for this episode is to remind each and every one of you that success isn't defined by one thing or by what one person says, including what I say. I've been wanting to record this podcast episode for a very long time. Social media, the internet, and just technology in general makes it really challenging for us sometimes to define success. We see the businesses with 50,000 followers, 100,000 followers. We see the businesses with massive revenue numbers or lines of people outside their doors for events. And sometimes we can't even get 10 people into our store. When it comes to looking at other businesses online, there's so much FOMO. For those of you that don't know, it's fear of missing out because sometimes I'm not in tune with the acronyms. (laughs) There's follower count envy. There's comparing and despairing. We just had an incredible masterclass taught by my own coach in Master Shopkeepers recently on that topic. We have fake curated social media feeds that we see. And when I see fake, I don't, I don't mean that people are being intentionally fake, but we don't always see the truth. We see people bloating or inflating or bragging about numbers or promises that they can give us. You all know what I'm talking about. We all do it. We all kind of experience those moments where, we're, where we think man, why am I not that quote unquote successful? And we can sometimes beat ourselves up for not being that business. It's so easy to compare ourselves and our businesses to others and to get roped into what we should be doing to be successful. This whole episode's going to be filled with me using air quotes, except you can't see it. <laughs> But what's important or what really matters is that you determine what success looks like for you. What others define as success doesn't matter. Last but not least, we don't really know what's happening in those businesses, those other businesses that we're experiencing FOMO over or envy over. That's the one thing I've learned for sure while consulting and coaching other retail businesses is on the surface, the business might look one way. But deep down, that business might be struggling, that business might be hurting financially, that business, the owner may not be paying themselves, and they might be beating themselves up over that. When it comes down to it, it's just silly to compare ourselves to something that we don't really know. I can't remember what the conversation in Master Shopkeepers was about recently, but I remember when a group member said, you don't have to shopkeep like everyone else. And I remember sitting here, I think I had my laptop, 
And I remember reading that statement and I just like started clapping, <laughs> like literally clapping. And I knew I would have to record a podcast episode on this topic. Before we head into 2022, and that's right around the corner, I want you to have a conversation with yourself about what retail success means to you. Now, I know many of you will tell me that you can't listen to this podcast without having a pen and paper in front of you, and that you often take notes, and I I love that. For this episode, I'm going to recommend listening the first time around. And then maybe listening again a second time, but more importantly, that second time, I want you to journal about this. And some of you don't like the word journal. I just want you to write your thoughts down about it. I don't care if it's on a piece of scrap paper or a piece of printer paper, or if it is an actual beautiful journal that you write in, I just want you to write about it. I want you to have a deep and real conversation with yourself so you can determine what success means to you without shiny object syndrome playing a role and certainly without the influence of social media or what others say or worse yet, what you believe they are thinking. And let's not go down that rabbit hole, but this is an important one to mention. Do not define your own success while letting the influence of others in. While kind of, this is what happens is we often sit here and think, well, what would so-and-so think? Or what is so-and-so thinking about our business? Or what is so-and-so thinking about, you know, my revenue numbers or my level of success? So I'm serious. Do this exercise by yourself in a really quiet place and work hard at not letting all of those other thoughts creep in. So let's talk about the ways we can measure our own success. And no, profit isn't the only thing on this list. I actually have, let me scroll through my outline here. I actually have nine things. I sometimes have to just pick on myself, right? The first one on my list and probably the most common way to measure success is your revenue numbers, your revenue for the year. Some of you might define success by a revenue number, and this could be for a variety of reasons, not just a vanity metric. So I don't judge anyone who defines success by this number. Actually, none of us should judge a retailer who wants a million plus business. And on the flip side, I don't think we should judge a retailer who wants a smaller business or wants to set 100K as their revenue goal. If you're busy judging other retailers for this, I want you to work on your mindset. But again, just to recap quickly, revenue might be the way you determine success, and that is okay. Number two is profitability. Yes, you know I love this one, and it's for so many reasons. And we're actually gonna do some replays in December of some really popular episodes And that's going to be one because it's really important part of my mission. And it's definitely the one or one of the episodes that all of you have downloaded the most. But anyhow, the biggest reason I'm a proponent of profitability is because I want you to empower yourself as a business owner and not a hobbyist. Because retailers spend so much on our cost of goods. We spend a lot of money on our merchandise, right? So it's not always easy to get to that point where you're profitable, but it is possible. It's more than possible. So if that's how you determine success, that's okay too. 
The next one is your compensation. And this is kind of a continuation of profitability because normally they kind of go hand in hand and an accountant might say differently, but I think you all know what I mean. Maybe you want to measure success when or by how much you can pay yourself. And there is no shame in this game. The income from my store definitely contributes to my household and it is a must for me. Yes, I love my customers and I have a passion for retail. But this one for me, compensating myself, definitely helps determine my success or what I think is success. Number four is business or, for example, social media growth. Year-over-year growth might be your benchmark. For instance, maybe you want to see your business grow 5% every year. And I'm just throwing out a percentage. Or if social media is your jam, because it's a good revenue generator, Maybe you want to hit 10,000 followers in two years or less than two years. One thing I want to mention is slow burn versus fast burn. We all see the retail businesses that take off and get big quickly. This can sometimes lead other retailers to wonder, what is wrong with me? But what's important to note is that many or probably most retailers grow slowly This is the norm and not the exception. And I'm not saying that one way or the other is right or wrong. I just want to point that out in case you're stuck in that place where you see another business take off quickly and you're wondering what's going on with yours. So it's important that we don't compare ourselves to those that grow much faster than us. Another way to measure success is your customers and their satisfaction. Your measurement of success might have nothing to do with numbers. It might be the pure joy you get from serving customers and having satisfied customers. If spreading your wisdom or knowledge and talent and joy with others, if that's your benchmark, I have a lot of respect and admiration for you. Number six on my list for measuring your success is your satisfaction. Maybe it's fulfilling a passion or dream, being your own boss, giving back to the community, driving a particular mission. If those are the things that fill your success bucket, that is fantastic too. Number seven is the satisfaction of some other people that are part of your business. So maybe it's team members, maybe it's other small businesses in your area, or maybe it's the small businesses that you support in your store by selling their merchandise. Or if you have a vendor-based business, maybe it's you're satisfied by their success. So a good example of this is is April and Mike at Fructhaven Farm. Maybe you enjoy using your business as a business incubator like they do. What determines success for you is seeing other people grow, other people like your vendors or team members succeed. Number eight on my list is personal growth. Another measurement of success can be your own personal growth. It's as a human being, as a lifelong learner, as a business owner. I know we can, especially the people in the Savvy Shopkeeper community, I know we can all relate to this one. I personally feel like I learn, grow, and become a better human being with every year I'm in business. And then the last one, number nine, is your lifestyle. Maybe you measure success 
by the way you're living your life. This one resonates a lot with me. And if you were at the retreat this year, you heard my whole story. You heard why this was so important to me. But it resonates a lot with me because I made big changes in my own life and then in my businesses so I could live the life I love. One that isn't consumed with work, yet checks off all the other goal boxes. Running a retail business doesn't mean you have to be in the store seven days a week, working 80 hours a week. This is your business. You get to set it up the way you want. And some of you are going to be fighting me on this. You're going to be like sitting here laughing, going, right, Kathy, sure. This is really going to be hard for some of you to wrap your brains around, but it's true. And I have a few episodes coming up in 2022 on this subject. And I work with one-on-one clients on this exact topic. Nevertheless, your measurement of success might come from setting up a schedule and a life that you love. Most likely, your measurement of success isn't going to be determined by just one of the nine things that I just mentioned. I think that's really important to point, point out. It might be a combination of several of the nine things that I mentioned. And I know that's the case for me. I have to look back here, but I think for sure... Actually, it's probably many of them. Revenue, a bit, but it's for sure profitability, compensation, personal growth. I don't know. I probably look at all of these and they all in some way, for me, determine what I think is successful. The master shopkeeper who said, you don't have to shopkeep like everyone else. She's definitely unique. She spent the majority of the pandemic working on her mindset around this topic, and I give her so much credit. She has a unique business model. She has a very unique location. And most importantly, she's given herself the grace and empowered herself to build a business in a way that works for her. It's seasonal. It's a small team. She has shorter in-store work weeks than most of us. And she gifts herself with time to disconnect from others, make her own handmade items, and be creative. And on the flip side, there are a couple of other shopkeepers in our community with multiple locations, big teams, they're open seven days a week, and they have such large volumes of merchandise coming in that they have dedicated teams just for inventory and a full-time or breadwinning income. They are the breadwinner in their household. And then there's a shopkeeper who's somewhere in between these two. It's a part-time schedule for her. It's part-time pay, but she's definitely paying herself 25 plus an hour. She has a profitable business and she has very happy customers. And then I know of another shopkeeper who is finding her way. She's working on finding the right balance between business direction and growth, along with how much she works too. She recently realized that her health and precious time with family and loved ones is what will help determine her own success. I can honestly say I believe all of these shopkeepers I just mentioned probably feel a level of success or feel like they are striving for success. Yet they're all really different, right? Like everyone I just mentioned in these examples, and they are, just because I'm not mentioning their names, they are real people. And I see what's going on with them, or I see what they've built in their businesses. 
You don't have to shopkeep like your neighbor or the business across town, but what you do need to do is honor what success means to you. If success means a million dollar business that's profitable, write that down when you're doing this exercise. If a business that fulfills a mission of educating others defines success for you, the personal income isn't a priority, that's okay, write that down. If growing an empire of retail businesses or creating a beautiful retail destination is your measurement of success, write that down. If simply enjoying time with others and serving customers and or your community is really important to you, maybe over some of the numbers, write that down. If being your own boss and paying yourself so that you can contribute to your household is your level of success or your measurement of success, write that down. Or if being the breadwinner in your family is your measurement of success, write that down too. The reason I want you to write this down is because it's a good reminder, especially going into the new year, of what is important to you. It's almost like your business North Star. And that way, when you start scrolling through social media feeds or you see other group members, if you're in our community, hitting, you know, 50K, 80K months and you're wondering why you can't do that, you kind of have to go back to why you're doing what you're doing. Maybe that isn't what you want. But at the same time, if it is what you want, it's really important to write that down and get it out instead of stifle it. Remember, success is personal. Success is subjective. There is no one out there that gets to tell you that you aren't successful. Until the next episode, be savvy and boss up. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.